Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. وَالْوَزْنُ يَوْمَئِذٍ الْحَقِّ فَمَنْ ثَقُلَتْ مَوَازِنُهُ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ The weighing of the deeds on the day of Qiyamah is a fact. It's a reality. فَمَنْ ثَقُلَتْ مَوَازِنُهُ And whose scale of deeds will be weighty and they will prosper. With the revelation of this verse, there will be different classes of people. There will be a class of people that will say that deeds are abstract things. Perform namaz or recite tasbih and then within moments it's disappeared into thin air. So it isn't something tangible that can be preserved. It is abstract, it's done and it's disappeared. So the question that comes up, when it's an abstract thing, then how will it be weighed? So we need to understand that when we say Allah Ta'ala has power of all things, it will make it happen. Like if someone asks you, then how and how life was instilled into you? Can you give a logical explanation? Nobody can give a logical explanation that how life was instilled. But you believe in life. And how did the soul depart from you? Can you give a log- logical explanation? But we understand and we believe that the soul has departed and the departing of the soul is called death. So there are certain realities that we go through but we cannot give it and we cannot back it up with any talk of logical support yet we believe in it. So exactly the same is the scale of deeds on the day of Qiyamah that they are going to be subject to some scaling. Some ulama explain alright how will it be scaled? So it will be scaled you know, good deeds are recorded in a register and those registers are placed onto the scales thereafter and that brings about the weight. So different explanations have been given but the bottom line is that the deeds are going to be weighed on the day of Qiyamah. Now the more pertinent question is supposed to be what do I do in order to bring about the weight on the, on the scales rather than asking how is it going to happen. Like a person is supposed to be hanged, right? So, instead of him trying to appeal for some relief or some bail or something, he's asking, all right, what throttles the person as he's being hanged? And what is the shape of the rope? And what will be the distance from the ceiling to, the, to his head? And what will be the color of the rope? And how does it happen? You see, this is all irrelevant. Ask something that is relevant, perhaps you can appeal, and there will be a relaxation. But are you asking things that are irrelevant? So exactly the same, what we're supposed to be asking is, and what brings about the weight on the scales of the day of Qiyamah? So, Rasulullah in his compassion and his mercy for mankind, 
she showed us exactly what will bring about the weight on the scales of the day of Qiyamah, what will be about the weightiest thing. So there's a lengthy hadith which says, a man will come up on the day of Qiyamah with 99 registers as far as his eyes can see. All sins recorded. Sins after sins. Imagine his whole life, 8 years, 70 years, and all the wrongs that he had committed at heart or outwardly. And everything has been recorded. Nothing can, nothing can be escaped. Nothing can escape the records of Allah Ta'ala. Now he feels himself that I got 99 registers all recorded my sins, my wrongs. There's no room for me. There's no escape for me. So Allah Ta'ala will ask him, do you have any excuse? Any explanation for the wrong that you have committed? Or my malaika, what they recorded, was it wrong? You have no other choice but to say that they wrote accurately. They didn't write something incorrectly, unfairly. So his options will all be closed. There's no choice for him to be able to refute or retort. So then, at that shining moment, at the crucial moment, Allah's mercy is overwhelming. So, a smoke, and that will be placed onto the pan of good deeds, and that will then overweigh everything else. Everything will be outweighed. So, when a man is shocked now, you know, I had 99 registers of wrong, and one small piece of paper, and that thing brought about all the weight, and it opened my way to Jannah. Now, what is it? And there it will be recorded, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah, wa ashadu anna Muhammad rasulullah. So in proportion to the sincerity that we decide this kalima, will be the weight on the scales. All sincerity, with love for Allah Ta'ala, with a true earnest allegiance and loyalty to Allah Ta'ala, we decide it as much as we can. Who knows which la ilaha illallah will bring about the weight on the scales of the day of Qiyamah. Recited and recited with all earnest, with sincerity, with humility, that I'm nothing, Allah Ta'ala, you are everything. And you can make things happen. In a split of a moment, you can change my life. I, with all sincerity, I recite this. That could be the catalyst in your gender. In hadith, it's reported. <coughs> Rasul al had just received the Jibreel alayhi salam. And in one end of the room, he had spotted a man crying away. So Rasul al is interacting or having an audience with Jibreel alayhi salam. And there is a person that is crying on the other end of the room. Jibreel alayhi salam explained, in my own words I'm giving it, that everything else is subjected to scaling. But the person that is crying only for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, only for the fear of Allah Ta'ala, that puts off the, the, the fire of the entire Jahannam. You're crying but for the love of Allah Ta'ala, for the concern of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, pure, just for Him, for His fear. And that thing puts off the entire Jahannam. Now, when some simple things, why do we go for complicated things? television and movies and YouTube, all that, why? Leave all those things. That won't bring your jannah. These simple, practical procedures 
that have reached us from Rasul Pakistan. There is no doubt about it. It's absolute, it's true, it's certain, it's a, it's a, it's a reality. So we invest our hopes and our minds and our hearts in the Mubarak words of Rasul Pakistan, not in all this technology, etc. Leave all that one side. As, we, as it is, we are approaching Ramadan. May that Ramadan be Mubarak for us. Maybe it is, maybe it is a, a key to our Jannah. But we need to invest in this Mubarak month for that month to work for us. So one is the kalima la ilaha illallah. And one is crying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for our wrongs, our mishaps, our mistakes, accidents, deliberately or accidentally. But Allah is all forgiving. But are there any takers? Are you crying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? My wrong, I accept, I admit, I don't want to justify the wrong. Now it's become like a professional thing to learn how to justify your wrong. How to give an explanation to the wrong. That's not the moral thing that's going to be accepted. It's not the, it's not the yardstick. It's not the criteria. We think I will give an explanation, a logical justification. That's not what will work by Allah Ta'ala. What works by Allah Ta'ala was what works with Adam Ali Salam. So he's our father, he's the first Nabi. What worked with him will work for us. And the plan, his plan was, when his mistake was presented before him. Right. And I asked him what to eat of this. And I told you in advance that shaitan is your avowed enemy. So, Adam Ali Salam did not come to his defense giving any logical explanation. I thought in my mind that this will be a procedure bringing me the proximity of Allah Ta'ala. I'll eat of this and I'll live and I'll have the divine proximity. This is what was in my mind. So it was not prompted by shaitan and nafs. It was my real fear, my feeling, my love for you that I'll gain this proximity that is not ending. So he didn't give an explanation. Allah brought out the mistake to him and straight away he hands up and he says Rabbana zalamna anfusana I've wronged myself. Admission of guilt straight away. Now this is what Allah wants with all humility. We cannot say we are farishtas and angels that we are guiltless but we can do this much that that guilt is presented before us and without any explanation no justification and we, we admit before Allah definitely we are wrong. And Allah, if you don't forgive us, you don't have mercy upon us, we will be total failures. We will fail this whole thing. We definitely need your input, your mercy, your grace to cover us. And straight away Allah says, Summaj tabahu rabbu. Summaj tabahu rabbu. When Adam had this approach, Allah says, then we selected him, accepted him. But the acceptance was subject to his subjected to his admission. It was admission of guilt and he showed his remorse. Straight Allah says, Summaj tabahu rabbu. Fatabu alayhi wa hada. He blessed him in three ways. One is he selected him. Number two is he turned his special mercy towards him. Number three, he showed him that this is the way you're going to lead. So, Rasulullah is receiving Jibreel Islam. And Jibreel is telling Rasulullah this is the thing, crime, admission of guilt, 
fight Allah Ta'ala. Who knows? Now the whole life is around two things. It's revolving around two, two elementary things. One is, I need a, a better standard of living, material security. Right? And I need a better quality of life. So everybody's mind is working in the same, a better quality of life and some material security I want. Right? But that is not the goal of a Muslim. The goal of a Muslim is, I need a better and a genuine transition to the hereafter. The transition to the hereafter must be secure. It must be good. If I have all the material, all the material that, that you can think of and beyond comprehension, right? But I ask you if the corpse is lying here, all the gold, that silver, the diamonds, the pearls, is it of any, is it of any value? It lost its value entirely. So Allah is showing you this thing has got a limit. It's only valued to a certain point. After that, it's valueless. So what you need to invest in is that which is eternal, carries on. So the life must be such, it must be such as planned and is worked on such a way that you're looking forward to the trip to the hereafter. Now, if we make the here, who's looking forward to the trip to the hereafter, we will get one person. So that means that we're not preparing ourselves. If we prepared ourselves, prepared that we are genuinely looking forward to this journey, then when I'm going to reach my goal, you know, they say that you want the competition, a brand new work you're going to get, right? Just come. Just fly over to Cape Town and straight away we will give it to you. So, will you hesitate? You go straight away, you know you're going to get it straight. So, straight, exactly the same, Allah is telling you, I'll give it to you. When you're so certain of Allah's gifts, then you'll want to make that cross over. And I go there and I get my price. So this is the second thing that brings about the weight on the scales of the day of Qiyamah. Then the Hadith speaks about the third thing that is going to bring about the greatest weight on the scales. And that is good character. And the essence of good character is to be good to people but not displeasing Allah Ta'ala. You can't be good to people displeasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not going to work, right? You joked and you broke some law of Allah Ta'ala. Or you undressed and you broke a law of Allah Ta'ala. You gave interest and you received interest. So people were happy about what you were doing. But I ask you, is Allah Bak happy? Is Allah Bak happy? So you, you please the person but within the framework of the happiness of Allah. Allah Bak must be happy. Allah Bak is happy, then that is good character. But Allah Bak is not happy, then it's not good character. No matter how much you smile, how much you shake hands, and how much you embrace each other, but if Allah Bak is not happy, there's no, no good in that. So, the type of demeanor you show, that Allah Bak is happy as well. That you don't break and flout the law of Allah Ta'ala. So that's the essence of good character. And the people in the past, they really invested in this, that whatever I'm doing, and Allah Pak must be happy. Just to conclude, one story of Ibrahim bin Adam rahmatullahi was the king of Balkh, Afghanistan, today Afghanistan, uh, 1200 years ago, it was known as Balkh. So he's the king. And when he understood, he gained, he gained the recognition of Allah Ta'ala, he understood what is Jannat, what is the Akhirat. Then he says, all this what I've got, and I've got tons of gold, because that was a trade port at the time. Trade port, busiest in the world. 
the whole world is coming here for trade and business purposes. So you can imagine the amount of wealth that he's, he's working with. But he gave it up and he says, no, no. Uh, I am over 40 now and I need to work on the forward journey. I enjoyed for 40 years, too much I enjoyed. But what about my forward journey, the next, uh, the next leg of the journey, the final leg of the journey? What, what have I done? He gave all this up and now he's waiting at the harbor. Some youngsters now, they're going on a cruise. You know how we have a holiday season and everybody's going for a cruise. So youngsters are going for a cruise. And they spotted Ibrahim bin Adam. At that time, he left off all his royal attire, simple cloth, baton, rugged cloth he's wearing. So they said, no, no, this will be the ideal entertainment for us. Rugged man, no proper clothing. So we'll push him into the boat and we'll, we'll enjoy ourselves. We'll amuse ourselves with this man. They board him in the ship and as he's moving now, one person is pushing him, so he's falling. He's a little bit old now over 40, so he can't balance himself, and then before he can fall, the next person is fall, pushing him on the other end, and in that state he fell unconscious whilst he's unconscious he hears the divine voice he says, Ibrahim if you say us today, if you command us you will drown the last of these people, all of them, what they are doing to you, you are chosen, you are the wali of Allah Ta'ala, and this is what they are doing to you if you decide today you will drown all of them. But now, the one that has got noble character, what is his response? He says, oh Allah Ta'ala, you have the power to drown the last of these people. But you also have the power to make any, all of them the wali of Allah. That's now good character. That no matter what the person did to you, but we want to show goodness. No matter what he's done, and how he's presented himself, how he's uh, behaved, you're not concerned about that. The primary concern is, how do I fail Allah Ta'ala? What will make Allah Ta'ala pleased? What will Allah Ta'ala? Allah will be genuinely pleased when I've forgiven his servants, and I'm wishing well for them, irrespective of what they did to me. But I'm wishing well for them, I've forgiven them, and i made dua for them. Allah accepts all his, his good intention and good dua. Allah Ta'ala grant us a tawfiq.